There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome, everybody, to season four of A Shot of Melanin. Wow, it has been crazy. Can you believe it's four season of this podcast? I am so excited and elated that we've come so far, you know, starting off on season one. Season one was kind of rocky. I'm not going to lie. Um, but here we are, season four, and I'm so excited. Um, I'm sure we all want to address the elephant in the room and that is, Mesh, where's your co-host, Brittany? Well, Brittany has gracefully bowed out of the podcast, and that's okay. That is totally fine. You know, life happens. She is now a mother of two kids, and she's got a lot on her plate. So I totally get it. I totally understand. And so we wish Brittany all the best. And Britt, if you're listening... There's always a spot for you here on the podcast if you want to talk about anything. So I kind of was on a holiday and I'm thinking about doing a a little bit of changes on the podcast. I'm on TikTok, if you don't know, and you should definitely follow me there on TikTok. I do a lot of crazy, silly things. And, you know, at times I do post episode blippets on there, but I've found a lot of great artists and a lot of them are Canadian and so I know this podcast is a shot of melanin but I kind of want to have a segment each month just drop one artist and a little snippet of one of my favorite songs from them now I'm going to be honest with you some of these artists will not all be black and I just think that they are so dope and they have like such talent Um, so what I will do is once a month starting actually in this season and continue on on future season, just kind of try it out. Let's start off with once the first episode of each month and you let me know how you like the changes to this podcast as I drop, uh, songs or maybe even they could be rappers for all I know. And just a little blip about them and one of my favorite songs from them always send me your feedback because I do take them into account and you can send me feedback on uh, our Instagram page. So if you follow us, it's at 
a shot of melanin, all one words. You can send me a DM and let me know what you think of the new changes to the podcast. I feel like for season four, it's coming to the end of the new year, the, well, the end of this year, and we're going into the new year, and I just kind of wanted to spice things up. So let me know what you think by shooting me a message there. I'm also on TikTok. Like I said, you could DM me on TikTok as well. As you can tell, I'm losing my voice. (laughs) So long story short, dealing with kids. That's all I have to say. (laughs) So um, bear with me. I hope by the next episode when I do my intro that you guys will hear my voice again. Now, before we go into today's episode, as well as the artist and song of the month, let's take a moment to discuss music. Did you know that Amazon has music? That's right. You can stream your favorite artists on Amazon Music. What's even better is that you don't have to go to one application to go to another to listen to do different things. That's right. Amazon Music also has podcasts. So if you're on a road trip and you're listening to your favorite song and say, you know what? I want to listen to a podcast. You can do that all on Amazon Music. And guess what? I'm on Amazon Music. That's right. You can listen to A Shot of Melanin on Amazon Music. So check out Amazon Music for all your music needs as well as your podcast needs. And now let's get back to today's episode. So today's or this month's artist of the month is Layla Day. Now I've been following Layla Day actually through TikTok. You know how TikTok works. You keep scrolling, you scrolling and then you find something you're like, wow, I think she was doing a song, I believe in her car and I was just taken by her voice. Wow, just amazing. And you know, once you go in, you kind of go through that rabbit hole where you just kind of continue to listen to their stuff. Well, Layla has been picked up to go on tour. I just saw recently with the Jesse Reyes. So if you enjoy Layla, definitely go check out her music. She has an album on Spotify and Apple Music. I'm not sure about other platforms, but I did uh, listen to them on both of those two platforms. But her album, Alayla Day, is out, and you can definitely go take a listen to her, her voice. You can also go onto her TikTok and listen to her kind of sing like acapella. She has an amazing voice, uh, so definitely go check her out. Uh, she's from Toronto, guys. She is a fellow Torontonian like myself. Well, can I really call myself a Torontonian? I guess I can, since I've been here for quite a bit. Maybe not. But uh, yeah, she's on tour. So if you enjoy her music, then definitely go support her. And also, if you're a Jesse Reyes fan, why not kill two birds with one stone? Buy a ticket. Go support her and as well as Jesse. So the whole point of these artists of the month as well as the song of the month was just to highlight Canadian artists. I find that as Canadians, we consume a lot of American artists, you know, whether it's Jay-Z, Beyonce, whether it's Kelly Rowland, uh, 
you know, all those Chris Brown, Usher, whoever, it's very much centered around U.S. And I kind of wanted to highlight this for my listeners around the world that Canada has some dope artists, too. I mean, look, we generated Justin Bieber. We also generated Drake. And if you want to go way back, like we're talking Shania Twain and Celine Dion, like the OGs. So just so that you know, we have some great artists here. And I think it's time that the world knew who these people are. So once a month, the first episode of each month, I will highlight a Canadian artist. Now, I'm not keeping it all melanated. I'm open to many other cultures, whether black, Asian, but I the premise is so that you know that Canada has some great artists here too. So we're going to get into a small sippet of Layla Day's song. One of my favorite songs on here is Passenger. So without further ado, here's Passenger by Layla Day. Are you down with it? Down with it, baby. So pull up with it. I want you pull up with it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you cool with it? Cool with it, baby. Can you handle it, baby? Can you handle all of me? Yeah, that company, yeah, that confidence, yeah, passenger seat, yeah. Are you down? I got somebody that's waiting. enjoyed it too so go follow Layla she's on TikTok Instagram she's also on YouTube um, she also has a website and you can go stream her album again on Apple Music and Spotify and go support her as she goes on tour with Jesse Reyes and if you do go to the concert hit me up and let me know how it went so we're gonna get into today's episode I was fortunate to have somebody on the podcast that is no stranger i've got paula my good friend paula as we discuss this episode so sit back relax enjoy and i hope this sparks meaningful and insightful conversations
Hey everybody, welcome. It is now season four of A Shot of Melanin. And on today's episode, we are just going to have a very lighthearted conversation. Um, it's just more of a, just to get you your feet wet again. I was out on break, as a lot of you've known, you know, I'm thoroughly enjoying my summer. And there's been a lot that has happened while I was on summer vacation. And I thought this would be a great episode to talk about um, these, all these topics. It's, and uh, I thought, why not have somebody very, very special on the podcast? But before we get into it, I need you guys to do me a favor as my listeners. I need you to subscribe to the channel as well as leave your comments and reviews on platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. What that does is that it helps me um, get my content out to more listeners and hopefully on top charts. So do that, please, 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 as you are helping small podcasters like me get their podcast be seen. So today's episode, we've got Paula. Hi. <laughs> You, 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 what is the saying this, they say, uh, you ain't new to this, you true to this? I guess so. I don't know what the new lingos are. <laughs> <laughs> I know that, um, Paula had messaged me and we were just talking about, um, uh, Nick Cannon. Cause that was one of the big things that happened while I was on break. Um, and as we were talking about, I'm like, you know what, this would be a great podcast episode. Mm-hmm. So, Paula, yes. tell me more. How how did we come to this? Honestly, I and think... And what are we discussing? Okay, so, I think I had seen, you know, go strolling through Instagram. I don't know if it was uh, The Shade Room. And I had seen he was on, like, baby number 10. <laughs> and I was like, what? And, like, I, I don't really read through comments. And I started reading through comments. And, like, there's so many sides to the conversation. So, I sent it to you. And I was like what is your thought right and uh yeah there's so many sides i've had a few discussions with a few people and i'm not necessarily on complete left or complete right saying that like it's completely wrong because everybody has the right to do whatever they or whatever feels comfortable for them in relationships so yes, and then I ended up listening to another podcast by Shannon Booj- Shan Boojum. Um, Shan yes, yeah. uh, lovers and his, friends. Uh, wife. No, sorry, his girlfriend, the yeah. next baby mama, or one yes, of baby she's currently pregnant. So then that changed my perspectives on certain things as well. So it made me more open and aware to different types of relationships that I had no idea even existed. So yeah, that was my stance. And then so that's what, where the conversation what was discussed. Like what did she say? What so was she her... was explaining her relationship and defending her stance on what it is her relationship with Nick Cannon consists of. And people make it seem that she is the other woman, but in hands, it's more like Nick Cannon has relationships with multiple women and they're all aware of these relationships, but it's just how much do you want to know? So it's an, they're not monogamous. Uh, even with Nick Cannon, they're not monogamous with just Nick Cannon. Well, at least for her, uh, she has open relationships, but in her pregnancy is monogamous, monogamous to Nick Cannon. And uh, I think this is her fourth child with him. Don't, it might be her third because I think she had a, she had a miscarriage and then she had twins and it might be like her third or fourth pregnancy. I'm not really sure on the numbers. 
And, but she's not, she doesn't see this as a long-term lifestyle. She does envision herself um, having a family with somebody else that already has children. She doesn't see herself as being in an open relationship forever. Um, yes. Uh, but she feels like if ever there's connections that formed with other people, she's open to it. And yeah, I think that's pretty much, she covered a lot of other things, but that was like the main parts of what I grasped out of it. And she tried to explain that like, um, her not being monogamous doesn't necessarily mean sexual. And I think that's a connotation that we present when we hear people or like Nick Cannon having multiple partners, you know, somebody, she may be attracted, attracted to somebody because, um, her soul connection ties to them about, I don't know, emotional fulfillment. Others, it might just be platonical and sexual. So there's different types of relationship and bond that she builds with people. And she wants us to get that mindset out of it that it's sexual. It's not always sexual. See, the thing is, when, it, when people think that it's sexual, I feel like they're looking at it through like a male's lens. Because if you really knew what a female was like, we're not just sexual. Mm-hmm. We are very emotional. So I yeah. feel like everybody looks at women like, oh, it's about sex. I mean, it could be if we were talking about Nick. If it was Nick in the hot seat having the discussion, but because she's saying it, I was less likely to, like, as you're explaining to me, I'm less likely to think it's sexual. Yeah. I was thinking that, you know, he obviously provides for her some mean financially because she's the mother of the kids. Yes. And he seems like he's that kind of stand up kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And then I also thought, you know what it is? I think a lot of people also think sexual because I don't know if you remember this past summer. Some of the just, well, we're still in the summer, but. During this summer, or was it fall, his dick pic came out on Twitter. He had a dick pic? Oh, I'm not on Twitter. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm on that. Twitter. Okay. So I just remember, it was the same day that they announced his ending of the show, okay. as well as miscarriage. So on that show, he announced his miscarriage. Okay. So he was trending that exact day because of his dick pic. Wow. So I can see why people are saying it's sexual because yeah. after seeing the dick pic. Yeah. But you see, I think the reason why it sparked like a little lightning bulb in my head is because, for example, if a woman has multiple baby daddies, she's seen as, we use vulgar words to describe her. I shower. You know what I mean? Exactly. You you get the gist, you know? And so, but when a man does it, it's funny how nobody looked at Nick Cannon in a certain manner, but they were more like criticizing from the comments I was reading, they were criticizing the women that put themselves in that position with Nick Cannon, which I didn't understand. There's always going to be a lot of pressure on yeah. women. And I think it's because the society that we have, I would say, I can't speak on all societies, but a lot of societies that are geared towards, uh, what do the, there's a fancy word, a patriarchy. Yes. When you're growing up in a patriarchy, they're going to design the system, design the rules so that it benefits men mm-hmm. and not women. Well, and I'm, I'm sure there are some cultural um countries that are more matriarchy and they probably wouldn't even bat an eye if a woman has multiple 
uh, uh, men as partners. Um, but for those that are governed on men being like the the o- the owner of the household, the runner of a country, mm-hmm. then I would see why they would come towards women and say, "Oh, it's you, 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 you." Yeah. And so because we live in North America, I'm not even surprised that um, they're all coming for her. But I will say, lately, I think when they, he announced what his his eleventh. Did they announce it like last week? Wow, ten? I don't know. We're know. somewhere in the double digits yeah. right now. <laughs> and now people are starting to like Nick. Uh, are you sure this is a good idea? And yeah, men even saying this at first it's like, woo, 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 yeah, go Nick, go Nick. And now it's like, um, yeah, that's a lot of kids. Exactly. And I, uh, one aspect that Chan brought up is sexually transmitted diseases. Right. And she asked, uh, I forget what the girl's name is, uh, the baby mom. I don't like the connotation baby mama, like in the canon's child. Um, She was saying that, yes, she is protecting herself and she gets tested. And because Nick has lupus and all these, he's aware. But then I, I, I don't know how safe that is, because if none of them are monogamous to Nick Cannon and they're also having relationships outside, which is all known to them. I don't know. Yeah. That aspect kind of like touches me a little That's bit. That's a good point. Yeah. So That's I was just like, point. I don't know how safe. Yes. If you guys are practicing you safe be. sex, you can be, but if these women are getting pregnant, then how safe are we really being? And here's a little tidbit for a lot of people. And I, I do know I would love to do an episode in the future about um, sex and um, the stigma of STDs. Mm-hmm. But for things like herpes, you could carry that and never have an outbreak. Exactly. Exactly. So, yes. Um, yes, you could do the best that you can to protect yourself. And because you don't have any signs or symptoms, you think you're good to go. Um, the only time you could be tested, for example, with herpes is if you have an outbreak. Exactly. I have heard that you can do blood tests, but the blood tests are never accurate. Mm. So, I, I mean, I'm not too sure. And right now in this modern day and age, they're kind of really trying to, they're trying to um, remove the stigma on things like herpes and HIV AIDS, you know. Yeah. So... It's kind of like, yes, I understand that you're trying to be safe and you want to be able to experience other relationships, other connections. But, you know, you do have to keep in mind that these things are out there. And for some people, it's not so, like, clear that, you know, if I just make sure I wear a condom and, and, you know, I'll I'll not contract anything. So I don't know. That's a little bit of maybe ignorance. But a lot of people can be ignorant when it comes to sexual health. Exactly. So, I mean, I'm sure I had some ignorance when I was younger that now that I'm a little bit older, I know better. Mm -hmm. I think my concern with Nick is he's one person to 10 kids. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Like, don't get me wrong, I guess. It's it's cultural, right? In my culture, where where I'm from... Men are not necessarily as involved in the rearing of children unless it becomes to discipline. 
So if you look at it from that aspect, Nick would be like an ultimate hero, right? But at the same time, in a North American society where men are more involved in the rearing of their children, I find it very hard to grasp the concept of him being able to divide his time equally, especially since they don't live, they live like all across America. Like, you know, oh, what I mean? they, they don't, they were all in the same. No, same no, because the girl in, in Shan's interview said that they were, they were dispersed. Like they're not, like it's a plane ride, you know, it's, they're not all, okay. you know, they don't all live in Chicago type situation. So okay. it's still, you know, take some, but I'm like, that's a lot of pressure on him. Like, that's a lot. 11 kids. I don't, I don't know. That's, he, he must work a that's lot a of lot. jobs because that's a lot of, uh, what is it? And so that's why he'll constantly be on a hustle. Yeah. Because he knows that he has mouths to feed. Yep. And, yeah. So I think that's, yes, there's that concern. Like, I would say in a North American standard, there's a lot. There was the stigma that black men are not there for their kids. Exactly. And I don't know. I, I'm, I'm worried because technically he is there, but he's not. He's there in a sense of he's there, he's present with said kid. But then if he's with one kid, the other kid, he's not with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, for example, having, let's say, two kids in the same household. Fine. Mm-hmm. Or if you're not together, two kids in the same city, fine. But because they're dispersed, as you're mentioning all over, like, how can you really give your time and energy, especially when they're young, this is the time where they're forming connections with their dad. For the most part, I'm going to say generally, um, connections are already formed with the mother and the children because of pregnancy. So now dad needs to do the work to form those connections as well. Sure. I'm not too sure how strong or if he's able to form those connections. One, two, I'm a little nervous because the thing with Hollywood is Hollywood is fickle. It's brutal. Whether you're an actor, whether you're a singer, Hollywood is brutal. And one moment you could be hot. And the next moment, like this is why we have like things like one hit one. Yeah. Where you don't know what happened. They were at the top of their food chain and then they, they just disappeared. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to be the case for Nick, but that worries me because if you have all these mouths to feed and for whatever reason, uh, you don't get work, then what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, luckily for him, he says that, uh, well, the girl says she's very well. um, She works in the, in the industry. So most of them are within the industry of some sort. Got it. So they do have something to fall on, but I I, I do get your point, and it, it, it's it's a lot. It's a lot on him, and I don't know. I pray God gives him the ultimate strength to keep working and keep hustling to provide for these kids. Like I would never want him to not have enough to provide for these kids. But at some point, it's like it, it's a conversation. Like, am I bringing these kids into the world? knowing that I can help them or is it just I'm just bringing them into the world because I'm, I I can make them in a sense. True. So it's, it's a touchy situation. It's a touchy subject, but Hey, kudos to him. I mean, I know I couldn't do but it. Here's the thing. But here's the thing. We couldn't do it because we don't have the help to do so. Very good point. Touché. We don't have nannies. Nope. 
We don't have cooks. We don't have cleaning people. I don't know what to call them. (laughs) We don't have those things that would help us to basically just, you know, directly focus our attention on our kids and raising them. Or not focusing on our kids and taking a break from our kids. Like, you know, like going away. So lucky for them, um, these mothers of these, all these children, they have that. Mm -hmm. And one of them is Mariah Carey. Like she's, She's good. She's straight. She's like, good. She's straight. But the other moms, I don't know. And so if you said that they're in the industry, then yeah. okay, I, I that makes sense. And they have their own bit of money to fall back mm-hmm. on. And so my under my my question is, why what what is his logic behind having so many kids? I don't know. I try to look for an interview. I've watched so many of his interviews and there's no particular reason to why he's having so many kids. You know, there is this one guy in my country, I forget what his name is, Kubala or something like that. And his purpose, he, he adamantly admits that he wants to have children with women from each continent of the world. So there's that aspect. But for Nick Cannon, I don't really know if, if it's, he just wants to populate the earth I I, I, I I don't know. <laughs> Nick Cannon said, I'm uh bet I'm gonna populate every woman in well, every yeah. country in every country. So it's a different if it's a different story if he want wants to what? Like, you know, have children with different ethnic groups. But I, I could never but find then I'm wondering answer. like th- why? If if let's say it's a a form of fetishization. Maybe then why? And I'm like, I, I'm like, I'm always thinking about like how, why people are the way they are. And I, I'm like, what was your childhood like? Cause maybe I'm like, yeah. I'm wondering if this is stemmed from childhood. Was it because your father wasn't around? And so you want to be around for all these kids, which physically we know is impossible. Yeah. I mean, it's possible to a degree, yeah. <laughs> but impossible overall. You know, do you feel the need to meet some sort of childhood trauma or, or something? Because, you know, like even some men out here now, like I was listening to The Breakfast Club and <laughs> it was the rumor report and Anjali was like, oh, congratulations to Nick Cannon on his, I don't know what number it was, <laughs> baby. And um, Charlamagne was like, another one? Yeah. And Anjali <laughs> is like, yeah. Another one, and apparently, I, maybe I'm, I don't remember too clearly, but I feel as though she said, um, and she, he's expecting another one. I was like, oh my god, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a lot. But then he did mention something that I found kind of funny. Charlamagne was like, Nick is not getting any more gifts from me. <laughs> like, how many baby showers? No, yeah, Nick, no. you're not getting anything else from yeah. me. <laughs> so I was like, that's a good point because all these kids, they could all like, it's like hand me down. It's like, okay, yeah. fine, send it off to the next one and hand me down. It, it really is. It's, anyways, Nick Cannon. Yeah, but you bring up a good point. There is a double standard um, <laughs> in when it comes to if you're talking in a patriarchal society here, um, if you have multiple women to one man, you're considered maybe quote-unquote the man. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you are one woman to multiple men, they think 
the men are simps or something to that degree. And so I'm wondering if now that narrative is somewhat changing in terms of multiple women to one men. Do you think they're, that that narrative is starting to change? I don't know. <laughs> like, it, 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 I don't know. I feel like women are less judged, but we are still judged. doesn't matter what we do. You know, I don't know. I don't even know if that answered the question because that's such a complex question on its own. But I'm, as you say that, when you say that they're judged, I think you're bringing up a good point because a lot of people were looking at the women that Nick is with. That's the thing. And not him. him. Which I find interesting. I I don't get it. Like, yes, it's not something we hear of. Like, these sister wives, it's always one man, multiple women. And if you do see here the rare case of a woman who has a boyfriend and this and that, everyone looks at her in such disgust. And I don't know if it's societal, if it's uh, history, but there's so many factors that come into play as to why we judge women more than we would judge men. I don't know if it's because of the sexual reproduction, because a man, like as a woman, you know who the baby daddy is. Wait, no. Yeah. But a man... No, it goes both ways because you would know who you fathered. Unless a woman is being promiscuous. It's easier yes. to track as a man who your children is than as a woman. If a woman is having sex with multiple men, it's harder to track than if a man is having sex with multiple women. Because you're the receiver. That's true. That's true. No, that's a good point. Um, from my understanding of it, people would say the reason why, and you hear this from men, Marceau, is that um, it's never good if a lock can, if one, how do they say? One key unlocks, multiple key unlocks one lock. Mm. That was the analogy behind it. Multiple keys unlocking one lock is not a good thing. But I'm, 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 I feel like we're in a different era time yeah. now, especially when you're seeing things like these different views in terms of relationships. What are the what are the new terms now? There's um, people call them polyamorous. Yes, I think that's what she classified her their relationship their, as polyamorous. Yeah, don't quote me on it. Maybe they might have just said it to say it, but uh, like even that, I don't even know what it because there's open there's open polyamorous monogamy and there's another one. Oh, I don't remember. Uh, were there's three of them? Three three is polyamorous. Polyamorous, monogamy, and I can't remember what the other yeah. One is. Anyways, but um, if she is, if they are in a polyamorous relationship, then everything, everything that happened makes sense. Yeah, I okay. don't know too much about it. Definitely, uh, maybe a topic I could, you know, learn mm-hmm. about, explore. Um, is polyamorous for me? No. No. Me currently, I would say no. But I think me back in my 20s when I was dating and maybe wanted to hold on to one but see what else is out Mm -hmm. there, 
I would have probably been interested in a polyamorous relationship. So I'm not even mad. At yeah. She probably like, I got Nick, but I kind of see what, what, want to see what else is out there. I guess. I, I don't know. It never, it never tickled my button. <laughs> now, back then, I didn't even know what these things were. But, uh, even now they, thinking, um, I don't think it would be something I would want to. That you'd want. No. So before you wouldn't want, and now no. you would never be of interest. No. Are they? Are they still like? So are. So he's messing around with all those women, and maybe more. Yeah, yeah, that's what she was like saying. The baby mom. Because that's what she was. At some point, she said um, how there's many others, like the ones that are pregnant, as the no- ones that we know, or he's had babies with. And pregnant are the ones that we know of. She said that. And I was just like, there's there's more. more. And like she said, it's how much do you want to know about the other people, right? So, yeah. It's not just her. So, she knows that there's others. Yeah, she's just not going to speak on that. Of course. She knows of four. It's a four or five that she knows of. and But there's more than that. Do you feel like some of them are doing it because it's a check? Yes. I'm not going to lie to you. Yes. I feel like it's security for your children, right? Because would I want to be with somebody that can't provide for me? Right. And my kids? Right. Right? It's, It's that question. Are you marrying for money or are you marrying for love? Which is a really touchy subject that on its own. But yeah, sure. If I meet somebody that it clicks and I know he can provide for me, why not? Especially if I want children and I don't necessarily want the titles of marriage. Yeah, I think some women, some of the women in there do it for that. Because especially like her, her in her case, where she says they were not monogamous. She wasn't, she was not only with Nick Cannon, she was with other men, Right. Okay, so this isn't her first role. No, 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 no. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I think some of them are in there for the check. I'm not going to lie. But, you know, they say women like, <laughs> women look for men who are financially mm-hmm. stable. You know, that's one of the th- That's what they say. They say women are, the reason why women are gold diggers, and I use that very <laughs> loosely, <laughs> very loosely, is that they're not necessarily gold diggers. They're just looking for somebody who can financially support them. Who can take care of them financially and 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 their offspring? So I mean, there's, there's look looking at what's going on in 2022. I don't think it's a bad idea. <laughs> like I I'm not gonna say. I mean, anything could happen in life, but I wouldn't. I would go for a man that I know that's hardworking and will do anything to provide, than for somebody that just lives and works and if whatever happens and they just can't provide they just yeah whatever i need somebody that's hardworking. it's quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature sleep number smart beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's a very big thing for me. Especially because of the society that we're living yeah. in. It's not like you could just sit down on your butt and do nothing, yeah. right? You need to um, be able to provide for yourself. There's a lot of things that you need to do. Money's also, yeah, definitely at the top of the list but you should also be able to take care of yourself mm-hmm. take care of yourself means like clean yeah. cook for yourself yep. you know so i get that um that you need to have somebody that is financially stable or if not stable exceeding mm-hmm. financially um because nobody wants to be with uh, somebody who is struggling nope. you know like i don't want that struggle love oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> so just um in closure on this particular topic mm-hmm. um what what would you tell nick cannon now if nick cannon was listening to this episode what would you tell him um i'll just tell him to go with whatever his heart desires um i'm not judging his lifestyle i'm just questioning you're like concerned yeah. You know, because I work with kids. I work with kids and I see how certain things affect them. And we may not see it because we're on the outside. But, you know, kids, these are our, our, our future. This is the future. Those are the next generations that are coming up. And it's important to, like, um, set them on the right path. I'm not saying that he's not. But, you know, just make sure that they're okay first. That's what's most important. You bring children into this world to take care of them and to ground yeah. them. And I hope that that's what he's doing first and foremost. I agree. I definitely want, you know, the priori- priority whenever you have kids is mm-hmm. your kids. Your kids are a priority. So you just have to make sure that, yes, I understand that you have to provide for them emotionally. I mean, financially. financially but a lot of kids, you know, they don't care about the I don't know the big Tonka trucks or, or they really value time quality mm-hmm. time and, and and those are the things that they remember those those um, memories that they build with mom and dad those are what they really harp on and so I guess I guess I would say I, I'm the world is concerned Nick yeah concerned. <laughs> pretty much. we're concerned Nick. pretty much you know stop having babies <laughs> because and, and, you know, I, a part of me is kind of like, you know, if you decide to continue having kids, because I cannot tell Nick Cannon, because he probably will. I would try to, like, pause on the reproduction of There you go. And maybe, you know, like, think of adoption if you really need to have more yeah. kids. Because there are so many kids out there that need a uh, stable home. And, you know, being that you're in such a great financial situation, 
if you decide you want to continue have, having kids. You know, you've already got 10 of your seats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, look into the forms of adoption because I think um, that would really help, you know, a kid who's in need. Um, and then my other things is to make sure you have everything in order. Mm-hmm. Because one thing I've learned about death, that bitch will creep up on you. Yeah. Um, you know, you're here one minute and then gone the next. You don't wake up to see the next. So make sure financially you're in order. I would assume that he has good people and he's in order. I hope so. You know, so that there's money flowing from his estate to his kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would hope when you're in that position of power, you assume that they have those things in order, but we've seen it one too many times where people were at the top, went bankrupt and there's nothing. Don't have a lick to their yeah. name. Right? So definitely make sure you're in order if you're going to have all these kids. Make sure they're well taken care of. I would love to know what his, his parents think about all this. Like, God damn, they you got know, that one. How many grandchildren <laughs> are you going to give me? <laughs> I was expecting one or two. Not you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... To my listeners who are listening, let us know what your thoughts are. Send us a message on our A Shot of Melanin page, which reminds me, you can now follow A Shot of Melanin on all of our social media platforms. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter. We're also on TikTok. Yes, I had to create a TikTok account and do all of this. Um, For all my ride or die hardcore listeners, we have merch. So why not represent your favorite podcast? Let the world know. Who you listen to, we've got marginal. You can find that all that information in the description box below. Now, going into the next topic, I kind of wanted to talk about this because I thought it was going to be great. But I wanted to talk about the passing of the queen. And normally we have these kind of conversations about society on the daily wrap up because we're starting season four. I thought something lighthearted. What do you think about the passing of the queen? How do you think the world is taking it? How do you? What are your prospects or thoughts about the media and how they're covering it? You know what's funny? <laughs> I really... Um, I couldn't... When I heard she died, I was like, huh, okay, again. But uh, I was like, I don't really believe the old lady's dead. I'm sure they have her somewhere. Yo, like, I never thought she was going you know to die, mean? too, honest to God. So I was like, what? I thought she found the, the fountain of immortality, <laughs> honest to God. I, I really did. did. I so did. when she died, and it was because it was yesterday, her funeral, and I was watching it, and I had my daughter, and, you know, and I was telling her, like, my daughter, not that she really cares, she's about five months old, and I was like, wow, you know, like, this is, as much as she's, a, the whole monarch is such a controversial thing, it was, how do I explain it? I told my daughter, I'm like, you know what? This is a queen. There was, you probably never get to see this in your lifetime. But once upon a time, there was a woman that was the most powerful woman. And we could say the world, you know, and um, not attributing it to her. But I'm like, I hope that you take this as like a lesson that you as a woman or as a girl growing up in this world, you can achieve anything. And don't look at it as just because a man is coming to take power. I looked at it on that aspect that she is was once a woman in power and it just gives us hope that like we are as equal to men. You know, we can reign over countries or oh, that's 
see that's the thing like it seems so like condescending thinking about it but like i i, I just I, I mean it was ironic because i mean they said that they had to do 12 days of mourning yes. and yada 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 they had to be no comedies and like she like literally had her whole funeral planned out and i'm like you know Nobody's funerals ever just extravagant. People die and just get buried and no one cares. And Nobody knows who they are. You know what I mean? And she gets this like multi-million dollar funeral. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yep. why? Why? Ash to ash, dust to dust, we shall return. Why? Literally. It's because of the status why? and the title and who she was. And that's why. Yeah, you see, but that's like that's a whole rampage in my head. I have a little bit of ADHD, but I was just like, in a sense, like it was a positive thing for us girls seeing that there was a queen. But at the same time, I was like, meh. But I would say it was positive, but it depended on who, no, what color, yeah, you were. That is the thing. If you are a white person or Caucasian, then you would definitely look at the queen and go, "Ah, the queen, hooray." But as a black person or an indigenous person or an Asian person, I don't think we've ever thought that that could be us. And then a good example is when Meghan Merkel came in, we were like, yes, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But then, you know, after the whole Oprah Winfrey special, we learned that, nope, not going to happen. Forget that. Yeah, it's never going to happen. And forget Meghan. Look at what happened to Diana. Yeah. What made us think that Megan was ever? I think there was hope, but I don't. I don't think people knew what the. I don't think people knew the system. Like if you weren't British, you did not understand or did not know the system. Yeah. So I could understand why people would say maybe because they're thinking, okay, kind of like how if you're American, we had a black president, so. Yeah. It's possible, yeah. but if that's going on the basis yeah. that you weren't British, so you didn't know the system. Whereas maybe British people were like, uh, hmm. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my personal thoughts about it, I, I, I was with you thinking like, I don't think, I never thought I would see the day where um, we lost Queen Elizabeth. I literally thought she found the fountain of immortality. Uh, immortality. I was going about to like tweet her like, hey, sis, share. You know what I mean? Because I'm trying to live till at least 100. <laughs> and you know, she lived a good <laughs> life. She lived till 96. So what I will say in a form of what I say with everybody who lives that long, you lived. You got to experience yes. life. You know, you got to experience love. You got married. You had children. You mm-hmm. watched your children have children and get married. And you lived around to you see. You have great grandchildren. Exactly. You know, you got to live through the eras of pop culture. From the Beatles mm-hmm. to Michael Jackson to Janet Jackson. Like, you've lived through the eras. And mm-hmm. so, all I could say is that she had a good run. Yeah. She had a good run. Now, when they announce the day of mourning, that's where you lost me. Sorry. <laughs> that, yeah, <no. laughs> That's where you lost me. I was like, so, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> They said that it was going to be observed as Monday being yesterday. Uh, Well, what? um, September 19th. 19th. Um, They were going to observe that as a day of mourning. I was like, well, you know what? You have every 
um, reason to want to mourn the the loss of said person. And because we're mm-hmm. Canadian, we have allegiance to the Queen. It's funny in my research, I found out that um, when a permanent resident becomes a Canadian citizen, they have to basically like read this 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 template to the Queen. Yeah. And one of the things is that they plead their alliance to the Queen. I have so many questions about that. Like, should we still? be governed along a British system? Should we still have the queen? And then the next question is, will the queen remain on our money now that she's gone? Or will it be Prince Charles to take over? Like, there's so many things on about Mm. that, which I will park and discuss that on a different day. But my, but then to say, like, I just found it very conflicting because in September to have the morning on the 19th and then what is it? Two weeks later, have the mourning of indigenous people in which mm. the queen, again, I did my, my Googles. Googles is your friends, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, she played a hand, Queen Elizabeth II played a oh, hand that I didn't know. in okaying residential schools. schools. Okay, yeah. No, that's an X for me. Exactly. <laughs> so, no. I don't know, man. I'm like... I, I can't, yeah. and then and, you know her her family and her lineage has uh, benefit from so much, so much. So them them diamonds, them I diamonds heard. on that crown. I heard, and now South Africans, not the politicians, South African as in the civilians, are demanding to have their diamonds brought back. But I had to do a little bit more digging about that, and apparently that was a gift from South Africa. So I'm like, it's not like it wasn't. So one, so somebody from the British colony when when was, he found it, he he sent South Africans. They found it, uh, and then they had put it on sale, and it was for like a ridiculous amount of price, which is like how many thousands of years ago? Well, not thousands, but how many years ago? And nobody wanted to buy it, so he gifted it to the Queen, whomever, and. Yeah, and then they divided it into nine. It's actually oh. divided into nine different diamonds. Oh, yeah, it's not like that one diamond is 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 like like a separate piece of nine. They broke it down. Okay, so I don't know where the rest of the diamonds are, but they're there. But there's other things that apparently were stolen from the the continent yeah. of Africa that people would love to see them back. So whether they're artifacts of course we or, do. or what, whatever the case may be. And so now the question is, will, will these countries see that? And it's not just Africa. I heard India nope. as well. I, I didn't even yeah. know. So to me, it's kind of like, am I going to mourn? And it's so funny because I have a group chat with my family. I find this really odd. And I'm noticing this in my country. I would say the older heads. So I would say boomers mm-hmm. um, are very saddened by the loss of the queen. Yeah. Boomers. Yeah, you're right. You're right, because my parents are boomers. But millennials, Gen Zs, Gen X? Couldn't care. Couldn't care. I'm, I'm like, who, who do I get to talk to about my country's reparations? Because... Girl, I think that's what the conversation we had. <laughs> I was like... How? Where? Where do we sign? Because I want... I want, I need, I deserve. Yeah. Because, yeah. 
That's a whole nother conversation. But, no. <laughs> but, <yes. laughs> but I was just basically saying, like, I'm not going to mourn something. And it's so funny. It was just the point I was trying to make was in the group chat. The, a lot of the boomers were like, oh, we're saddened for the queen. And I'm like, why? What has she done for you as a yeah. Jamaican? What has she done for you? If anything, that con- all that country did was tea from your country, all the resources from Jamaica. So why would you even say, I'm sad, I'm sad? And it's so funny. My cousin put it so well in the chat. She's like, the conquered do not need to mourn the conqueror. Yes. And I was like, oh, girl, you give me goosebumps. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Why? That speaks levels. The most I could do is I feel bad because, you know, a family's grieving. So if we remove the whole monarchy, the queen, that bit, death is never fun. And I will always no. say, I'm sorry for your loss. Yes, that's very but true. Will like I honestly, mourn like her? Yeah. No. no. And yesterday, what was funny is that I was at the mall. I got some birthday money, guys. Last week was my birthday. <laughs> uh, I got some birthday money and I went shopping. You can see, look. The day that I should be mourning the queen, I went shopping. (laughs) (laughs) I went shopping and on the intercom, something comes over the intercom and it's like, it is now 1 p.m. Please uh, have a moment of silence for the queen. Yo, it was like I was in Freestown. Everybody just stopped. And I'm like... Are you serious? I'm like going through the racks of... And I'm looking around like, oh, this is creepy. Now, I'm thinking this happened within the store. So I'm thinking the store, the people came on the intercom and was like. It's the whole mall. Yeah, in the store. No, it was the whole. So I get out of the store. It's the whole mall. Wow. I kept walking. And it's so funny because you saw it was just a reminder of like, you can see the difference. Because a lot of people that stopped were white people. Everybody who did not were people of color, Asians, Indians, black people. Everybody kept walking, kept doing what they had to do. So um, I know that a lot of British people are like, oh, you should respect the queen, respect the queen. Listen, I respect her as being in terms of the title and the role that she played. Yeah, but that's about it. That's about it. I respect her as an individual. Like, I would never blaspheme her or never say anything. No, I'm not you saying, know. like, God but, screw the queen. Yeah, like, no, no, no. Like, But I just... <laughs> yeah. Just stay neutral. That's it. You know, I have <laughs> yeah. my reserves, and I, I can only express myself, and I'm like, you know, so... Um, I I'm not going to I didn't I didn't <laughs> I didn't mourn the queen. <laughs> so uh, I I just watched it for information purposes. I like didn't the, even like, watch it. I think I was out that day and I totally forgot about it until the yeah. announcement on the intercom. So mm. I'm 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 just gonna park it on that topic in terms of yeah. um, that queen. R.I.P. We love you. Shout out Queen. What's up? You know, all I have to say is uh, heaven must be lit right now because I'm sure there's a fight between Diana and the queen. Oh, yes. And let me tell you, TikTok has not disappointed. TikTok and Twitter girl, have not girl, disappointed. When I saw the memes, <laughs> I was rolling. I couldn't. Me too. I was dying. It was like black Twitter had joined forces <sighs> with Indian Twitter and oh, Irish Twitter. And it was... It was, it was it was funny. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. Yeah. 
Um, but, yeah. But uh, yeah. So I'm gonna park it on that. I don't know what the future has in store for us now that Prince. Well, we can't call him Prince anymore. He's king. So King Charles. Oh sure. Eh? Wow. Yeah, we used to call him Prince, and now he's king. So King Charles. Yeah. Um, is now taking place. There's so many questions here in Canada. What does that mean for the future of us? And all we can really do is keep an eye on that. Like, for example, will we be removing the queen off of our money? With money. The king? Off of just, I mean, not just our bills. It's on our coins as well. Yeah, right? she's everywhere. Exactly. Um, you know, do people, do Canadians still feel the need that they should be, there should be loyalty towards the queen and the monarch? So we'll stay tuned and see what happens. That could probably be something on our Instagram page that you might see, which reminds me, you should definitely follow our Instagram page. We are a shot of melanin on Instagram, ASOM underscore podcast on Twitter and a shot of melanin on TikTok. We are also on Facebook at a shot of melanin. So our final topic will be about another big um, thing that happened while we were on break. If you guys remember uh, season two of Love is Blind, so then you'd remember the two couples that came out of it, uh, Ayana and Jarrett and Danielle and Nick. And so I just kind of wanted to pick your mind, Paula, (laughs) on that. As of this episode, last week, they had dropped the After the Altar episode. And as you're aware of, it was announced on everywhere from the Shade Room to TNZ that all four couples have announced divorce. Four of them? All four. Wow. Okay, I didn't know that. But anyways... (laughs) um... Honestly, I like being in and in, in relationships and now being married for like four years. I I get it because it's a struggle. Oh, yeah. It is like even knowing somebody for a certain amount of years before you get married, there's still a struggle within your marriage. So getting to know somebody within like I don't even know how long they had to know each other, like what three months, and having to get married and learning about each other, I see where things could go wrong or why it ended, you know? Um, But I'm not, I'm like, I was watching part of uh, After the Altar and there's a part where in the 80s part, well, sorry if if you guys haven't watched it, but yeah, spoiler (laughs) alert, where they're on the couch and it's just Jared and Diana and they're talking about having, is it something they should fight for or if it's not worth it? And it's like, I'm that person that will, fight to the nitty gritty end until it's really not worth it anymore. Like I will fight. I don't, I don't come from a divorce household. None of my aunts and uncles got like they fought. So I'm a fighter when it comes to marriage. I'm a hopeless lover. So do I judge them? No, it's, it's what is done in today's society. Like, you know, it's like they don't fight. We don't, I think it's just easier to let things go, but watching it and watching Ayana, you can tell that they're still in love. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. They're still in love. It's just a circumstance of, um, shit happening. And even, uh, when they, their parents met up another spoiler, and there's one thing that Jared's father had said that really got to me. And I was like, yes. And I think he's a preacher, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. He's a pastor, yeah. He, yeah. He said, you know what? People see you and they don't want you to be happy in what you have. Mm-hmm. So what are they going to do? 
they're going to pull you back. They're going to tell you, take that one more shot, right? So you get a little bit more drunk. Now you have to stay longer. And that's what it is yeah. in retrospect. It, does, it depends how um, spiritual you are, but I really do believe in that. I don't really don't think that his friends wanted him to prosper in this marriage or whoever it was that was watching them. So they pulled him back and they pulled him out of it without him consciously being aware of that situation. So I think that's, that didn't help. You know, you sh- it's a, in a marriage or a relationship, it's two people. You should never really have other people within that, that system. 100%. So I think that didn't help them. Um, those are the only two couples I really followed. Uh, was it Nick and Daniel? I didn't follow them. I, I, I thought she was a little, Crazy? <laughs> I don't know. Crazy is a strong word. I found she was a little unbalanced. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did think they were going to last. I'm not going to lie. I, I really thought most of the couples were going to last. Because yeah. season one, there's still two couples standing. Yeah, both Two married couples standing. Yeah. Um, so, Cameron and Lauren and yeah. Barnett and Amber. Yes. So I really did think these couples would last. Does it make me sad? Yes, because you can see how much how much Jared and Ayanna love each what? other. <sighs> they love each other. And you know what so, upsetting was the comments online. The comments were uh that relationship should have never happened. You were second. What? Yeah, there's a lot Ugh. of comments like she was the second woman, she wasn't even first. But I feel like people are, are discrediting the experience. This was the whole point of the experience. Yeah. And if you want to think about it. Most people date multiple people, and then they choose out of those multiple people yeah, who they want to be they exclusive. Want. Who are you most suitable with? So just look at it that way. But a lot of people were upset that he, she was considered the second one, and she should have not even entertained it because she was second fiddle. And I was like, no, that's not how that works. No. <laughs> um, and to- even if she was second, it was her choice. She knew True. Jared had told her she was aware. True. You know, so. Um, in terms of my thoughts about it, I was I was also very bummed. I ignored everybody who said, "Well, she should have broke up with him anyways. They shouldn't have been together." Uh, I was kind of bummed because I really enjoyed watching them as a couple, yeah. and I'm sure the whole world, like to us, they were the Lauren and Cameron of se- season two. Yes, yes, and we I loved them. Like I was so like like. Jared and I, we both speak the same love language. Our love language is physical touch. Physical touch. Mm-hmm. And you can see how he was all over Ayana. I was like, oh, I love that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I love that for her. And I don't know. They just look so good together. And, and they seem to like got each other's jokes. But, you know, obviously Love is Blind is going to show you the highs. They're never going to show you the lows. So I have to always love. be aware that they have their lows in their relationship. Now, was it worth fighting for? I think based on how um, small the issues are, and I'm not going to spoil that, I think it yeah. has been worked on. And here's what yeah. I'm telling everybody. I think Ayana liked marriage in theory, not in practice. They, that, yes. Yes, very true. And I, I think people forget how hard marriage is. It's, yes, you, you still have to... Some people don't even know. Yeah. You they have you're know. still dating the person while you're married. It's a continue it's a literally a full-time job. Yep. 
to keep keep good working on it but the, i do I, yeah. I you know like there is the flip side of the coin right it's the question of well how long is too long yeah you know long you how for? long do you fight for it until you lose yourself you lose your sanity so is either you let it go early or you let it go late the only problem with letting it go at late is that you've devoted years years and yeah. then you find yourself in a dating scene. You don't know how to date. You don't know how to start. You don't even know where to begin. Yeah. It's just a question of when do you let go? You know, I'm all for, you know, doing the best that you can in a relationship, really working for it. But if you get to a point where you're like, I feel I'm like I did checked the out. best that I could. Exactly. You've checked out. You feel like you've done the best that you can. That's usually probably your sign to let it go. So for me, it was like, well, it was either going to happen sooner or later. Yeah. And she just decided to have it ended sooner. I think, like I said, she likes the idea of marriage, but she didn't like the practicality of it. Like, mm-hmm. to put it in practice. Practice. Um, because I, for me, it's so much small. Like, I thought he cheated or something. Like, Yeah. <laughs> it's just because he was coming home late. You know, she he's a... He's an introvert. She's what? Whatever. He's an introvert. No, she's an introvert. He's an extrovert. Yeah, yeah. And like, it was a lot of personality clashes. She left, and And that's her issue too. Her issue is that she's so quick to leave. Yes. You know, like I think I remember listening because she has a podcast. Oh, okay. And so I was listening. You know, I had to do my homework. Um, she had a podcast and she is used to being abandoned her mom abandoned her and she did that in the show her aunt which is her mom's biological sister kicked her out so she's used to being abandoned Mm -hmm. so in in her mindset it's like well let me abandon you before you abandon me abandon me that's true I, i understand her you know and but then that's when therapy comes in 100%. work you know so like the, childhood trauma that you're bringing into your yeah they are real <laughs> okay terrifying they are real childhood traumas are real i'm dealing with my own childhood traumas and they are mm-hmm. real so if she has the awareness i just hope that now that she's aware of it that she's going to go to therapy for herself and heal yeah. those traumas um, I didn't get to listen to Jared's interview, not in time. No, I didn't. When I uh, listened to this episode, um, but there is, you know, I, me personally, me as an individual, I cannot be with somebody who is going to party twenty four seven. If I'm partying with you, no problem. But like you by not yourself, tw- not like <laughs> the amount that he was doing. He was doing from Thursday yeah, no. to Sunday. Yeah, no, that's too much. I could do once a week. I'm getting old now, eh? <laughs> you know? The knees, they can't go low, low, low. No, no not anymore. <laughs> I can't do that Megan the stat. No. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot do those Megan the Stallion moves. You know, and I just don't have the energy. I have two kids. They burn me out by the end of the day. Maybe one, like a fr- every Fridays I can do it, maybe. If not every yeah. other Friday, maybe. Yeah. Or once a month. Something along those lines. But... The way he was going, he was going after work and he was partying. And I was like, Mm. you know, so I couldn't do that. And I think for me, I couldn't be with somebody who is all about the partying. Now, I don't know if it's partying per se is the issue or maybe he has a drinking problem because they did say that it gets a little bit out of hand. Yeah. 
And then he did mention that he needs to be the life of the party. Yeah, yeah, he did say that. And the party only starts when he gets there. I mean, like she said, he he also wasn't mature, right? Enough. Yeah. But I, I mean, she also came into it thinking that's what she wanted, and because I was listening again to one of her episodes, and she said, "I don't think marriage is for me." Okay. And then they should fine. just date. Yeah, they can just be. And that's why when we watched the After the Altar, I was watching it with my partner and we came to the conclusion they're going to get back together. If not in terms of a marriage, something. Friends with benefits, something. Something. Friends with benefits. Or they might be boyfriend and girlfriend and be Mm -hmm. forever common law. (laughs) Or I don't know. But we feel like there's going to be like, we're going to get back together. Maybe just right now, the season that they're in right now does not allow them to do so. Maybe they both need some healing. And maybe when they come back as a bit better versions of themselves, maybe they could relook at that. Um, that. But uh, I, 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 I was saddened um, that they broke up. Danielle and Nick didn't surprise me. Just because if you watched season two, of it was very tumultuous. Yeah, like she very was rocky. like, it was very rocky. So when they announced, I was like, okay, not surprised. Now we don't know what their reason is because if you watch the after the altar, there's no inkling of an issue. No, so no, no. You don't know what their reason for, in terms of like the why divorce. are they? Yeah, yeah, why are they divorcing? Um, but I do know, like you said, like I'm not married, but I am in a long. I've been in a ten year relationship. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's he fathered my kids, and so I could sit here. I I can't say, oh, it's like we're married because I know some of y'all married folks will come for me. So <laughs> what I will say is, um, I know how hard it is to be in a relationship with somebody, and then when you introduce kids, and then it's hard. Yeah, so it I can't hard. even. I can't even be mad. Like you know, at the end of the day, you have to do what makes you happy. And if they feel like they're better off apart. Um, then I'm happy for them. And the way that they're ending this relationship, it's so nice. Like, there's no slander. Yeah. All of them are mature on that part. And I like it. Me too. It's it's, it's a nice, it's a refresh. Because normally if you you see breakups, like, for example, terrible example, what is an example? Kanye and Kim. Oh, gosh. Kanye went on a tangent about, ah, these white people, Kim, Kim, but he has yet to hold himself accountable for Mm -hmm. cheating to be with her you know whereas you know they both understand their faults in the relationship and you know they're just like you know what i wish him the best i wish her the best they you know give each other a good pat on the back and you know they're on to their merry way yeah um but uh i think that that is a great example to set for people moving forward in relationships you don't have to hate the person you don't need to slander them you don't need to throw them under the bus just you know Wish them well. Wish them well. Move on. Even if the person's done you dirty. Listen, I had an ex that did me dirty. And I just said, I wish you well. And I pray you don't do the same things you did to me to your your, to whoever you're with in the future. And then that's it. You keep going. That's it. You keep it pushing. You keep it moving. There's more fish in the sea. You know. So I think ultimately, you know, uh, I wish them the best. I don't know what the future has in store. Everyone's like, oh, will Jerry go for Mallory? I hope not. No, no. I hope not. It would not work. <laughs> no. Um, I'm, I feel like I should have like an episode about like the love is blind after the altar and just have a discussion about it. But, you know, so 
Paula, any final thoughts on Jarrett, Ayana, Danielle, and Nick, and or of marriage? Maybe you could give a little tidbit because you are married. What are some, maybe some words of encouragement you can give to married folks out there? (laughs) Marriage? (laughs) Marriage is a beautiful thing. You know, like my husband probably killed me for doing this. But yesterday, like I was just not in the mood. You know, he called me FaceTime, fired on the phone. And, Ah. you know, that made my day, you know. And it's stupid things like that that make marriage (laughs) work. He's so gonna kill me for doing that, but you know that that that, and I'm just like, you know what? This is what love is, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you have to have fun. Choose your partner wisely because it's from depending on what your standpoint is, it's till death do you part. You know, yeah. uh, it's hard work. Keep dating. It's so important to keep dating, even after kids. Oh, especially um, after kids. Because kids, if you're not happy within your relationship with your significant other, it's going to be so hard to give that much love to your children. Even though, and and that's the thing. People think they're like, oh, I need to take care of the kids, the kids, the kids. Yeah, but for, don't forget, like, you and that other person were there first. Before the kids ever came in the picture, you know. Um, yeah. And uh, keep yourself sexy, ladies. Keep yourself sexy for the men. Men, do the same. Rub your rub your woman's feet. Listen. Uh, Don't listen to reply. Listen. Listen to them. And a date night can be as simple as falling asleep on the couch after a movie, something. But um, I do believe that Ayanna and Jared, it's, it's not their final chapter. I still have hope in them. I'm a hopeless lover. I will admit it to the end of days. Well, you're not the only yeah. one. Yes. <laughs> so. I'm sure there's more out there. Yeah. So that's well, my Paula, little advice. Thank you for being on today's episode. Uh, thank for you. Our first episode of season four. You guys can go follow Paula. If you like, follow her. Paula, where can they follow you? Uh, it's Paula underscore Amadou on Instagram. And that's on about gram. all I have. Yeah, it's on the gram. <laughs> that's okay. You don't need anything else. It gets very yeah, <laughs> So if you enjoyed today's episode, please don't be afraid to share this episode to people you've got. Maybe they'll enjoy it. Don't forget to follow us here at A Shot of Melanin on Instagram, as well as TikTok and ASOM on Twitter. And as I mentioned earlier, we've got merch, folks. So we've got T-shirts. We've got sweaters. We've got cups. Take a look at that. All details on our Instagram page. Paula, thank you again for being on the episode. And we will catch you guys. Thank you. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 